Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. I'm Ken Chester, and we have plenty to cover during the show, so let's get started. To add your voice to the conversation, call or text the Tech Mobility Hotline. That number is 872-222-9793, or you can email the show at talk at techmobility.show, and that is talk at techmobility.show. And before we go any further, I would like to add this. We are all over social media. In case you didn't know, if you miss your weekly dose of the Tech Mobility Show. You can hear us again. We actually have two different podcast streams for you, depending on what you're interested in. You can listen to the whole show via our Tech Mobility Show podcast. And then we have something that is subject specific called Tech Mobility Topics. Both of these are wherever you enjoy your podcast. We are all over the place. Plus, we're on Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram. I know I'm leaving something out. I can't. Oh, LinkedIn. Where Twitter. We are all those places. And every single place, it's usually the Tech Mobility Show, with the exception of Twitter, it's the it's Tech Mobility Pod figures, because Twitter likes to be different. So I wanted to put that out there. So please, 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 wherever you are, look for us, find us, like us, subscribe, if you will, particularly our YouTube channel where there's a lot of cool stuff out there. Chase is still with us, and he's putting a lot of cool things out there I think you're going to enjoy, so you want to check it out. And, of course, TikTok, as always, uh, the fine work of Chase Seibert still having an impact, and I think you really like it. So please check us out, like us, and feel free to subscribe. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, here we go again, one and two. It seems that as we evolve into an electric vehicle future, there's going to be winners and losers, always is, in anything. And we've been following two of these companies. They're on again, they're off again, and it looks like they're going to be off again. And, of course, I start with Lordstown Motors. They're having a falling out with Foxconn. Gee, what a shock. I talked about this earlier, months ago. I said, with Foxconn putting up all the money, why do they need Lordstown Motors? As it turns out, Lordstown did keep a part of the business, and I didn't know this, so I'm sharing it with you. Out of everything they got, I mean, they got the plant. They got the right to build other vehicles in the plant. That's what Foxconn got. But what Lordstown kept was hub motor assembly and the battery pack. Both those assembly lines were still Lordstown. But honestly, if you own the plant, you have your own engineering capabilities. Why did you need Lordstown anyway? Well, it turns out that the thing that is leading this kind of falling out to having right now has to do with a notification because they were a public company to the company that they were going to get delisted. And that's according to Foxconn. They're supposed to put in some more money. They put in about $52.7 million. They were supposed to put in a total of $170 million. They have not put in the other amount of money, and that's causing a problem, such that uh, Lordstown has officially said that without this additional investment or alternative funding, it's a serious doubt that they can continue as a going concern, which is unfortunate because they are just now getting their vehicles on the road. 
And in an ironic twist, I think they have built about as many vehicles as Tucker did in 48 before they stopped. I think they've got about 50 in some state of manufacturing or actually out there. There's a few actually on the road. The question is, will Lordstown and Foxconn get this resolved? Because let's look at the facts for a minute. If Lordstown goes bankrupt, what's Foxconn out? They own the plant. They've got their own engineers coming up with the skateboard, the controllers, and the motors that you need. Worst case, in a stopgap, they can call General Motors and get this. Because after all, it was a former GM plant in Lordstown, Ohio. That can be done. That can be done. The industry is at that level where you can get literally off-the-shelf parts if you need to. So unless Lordstown owns a patent, a copyright, or something for the truck itself, I really, really, really don't see why Foxconn needs them. And right now, with this little spat, uh, that might come full circle if they don't get it worked out. Because NASDAQ is going to delist them, and they have not. And usually that happens if your stock on the NASDAQ falls below a dollar a share. And I think, I don't know how long that takes. Oh, 30 consecutive days. And it fell below that critical benchmark back in March. That happened. And they've been no, they've been notified. And based on that, Foxcom is showing some resistance. So I don't know if it was a ploy to renegotiate the deal or exactly what that's about, but something to keep an eye on. And remember, I said, here we go again, parts one and two. That was part one. Guess who was part two? Remember Faraday Future? Here we go again. Faraday Future is currently down to $30 million of cash in the bank, and they've announced another two-month delay before the first shipment of their futuristic FF91 electric car. They've actually built a few of these folks, and they're seeking substantial additional financing to deliver the first of about 400 pre-ordered vehicles, and that's at $180,000 each. Who would order? I, you had to have a tremendous leap of faith. You're ordering from a company that's on again, off again. You're not even sure if you're going to get the vehicle. But even if you got the vehicle, because they built so few, what about sales, after service, any adjustments, anything that you need to support this vehicle once it's built? I don't know how that works. Really don't. But here's something that's very strange. The report from the Detroit Bureau, our friends over at the Detroit Bureau, says that Faraday has not completed the required crash testing to deliver its vehicles to consumers. I was under the impression that no vehicle could be sold or even manufactured until they've satisfied that they've met the federal motor vehicle safety standards required for everything sold in the country or that you got the appropriate waivers because below a certain production number, you can get a waiver. In this case, Faraday Future has not completed the crash testing, which means they probably have not provided the certification to the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, meaning you can't sell them anyway, even if they were able to get them built. And that seems kind of backwards to me. But they did start, according to the company, they started production back in March, the end of March, in their plant in Hanover, California. I didn't even know they still had people working for Faraday Future. But yeah, on again, off again. Here's what management said. 
It's a promise we made to our users and shareholders that we have delivered it today successfully. They're talking about job one on March 29th. It shows that the FF has entered a new phase under the governance and operation of the new board and management again. We believe that the FF will quickly restore its due value to the marketplace. I said this many times about the auto industry, and I will say it again. It is a capital-intensive, long-game industry. Unless you come to the party prepared to spend tens of billions of dollars over at least 20 to 30 years, you shouldn't even start. Because these are the long paybacks. You've got to scale up. You've got to get your factories on board. You've got to get your suppliers on board. You've got to get your workers training on board. You've got to get your sales um, your sales group set up and your service department set up to support the vehicles you sell. If you can't do that, then you're not going to survive. Remember, they got $30 million in the bank, which in the auto industry is nothing. I think Ford Motor Company spends that in a minute. I mean, really. And, and I'm not even exaggerating. Faraday had previously planned to deliver its first customer vehicles by the end of April. Now they're saying maybe May could be the end of June. $180,000. In February, they thought they had enough money. That was $135 million. But somewhere along the way, things kind of got ugly. And we'll have to see because right about the time that we give up on these folks, they live another life and they come up from the ashes like the Phoenix again and again. This is the Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com, your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to AONMeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's AONMeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. These days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.